following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, May 26th, 2022, season 18, episode number 10. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Cowboys have uh, activity in the building. Yesterday they have their uh, OTAs. Uh, I don't know, it it wasn't the beginning. The first practice was the day before yesterday. Uh, But this is the first week of OTAs. They have this week, next week, uh, and I think two more weeks after that. I think they finish up mid-June with their OTAs. They'll have a little time for break uh, before we head off to California, to Oxnard, California, for the uh, training camp sessions. That'll start up in late July. Um, These guys are going to tell you about everything that happened yesterday in the OTA practices. Uh, I just was here just to kind of set this thing up and say, Hello to all the listeners out there. So uh, it's the OTAs. Go. More like OTAs, right? Because it's timely time to talk about some football. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, You know, you really want to know what I really think now that I just said that happy thing? Uh, My, like, if you're just asking me for my gut impression from watching an OTA, I was like, hmm. This is maybe why I would have done a little more work in the offseason. And it's it's May. I get it. We're not panicking. But um, Tyron Smith had back tightness, so he didn't practice yesterday. And Matt Willetsko, the fifth-round rookie, was his primary replacement on the left side. And, you know, Michael Gallup's still hurt. And Jalen Tolbert's dealing with a hammy. And something happened to James Washington's foot. And Which so nobody has disclosed what that is. No, no, Weird, but he's but wearing whatever. a boot. He's wearing a big old boot. So and not like a cowboy boot, like an orthopedic <laughs> boot. Um, and those who know James Washington or know of him, that's a that's an interesting thing because you know, cowboy boot is a part of his. But so thing. And, and again, like I get it. The season is a long, long way away. But I was like, this is what you could be dealing with if something happens in the season. Noah Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Simi Fajoko as your starting receivers, which they were. Yeah, and Matt, well, let's go playing left tackle. This is what I don't understand. Okay, like James Washington comes out in a boot. Okay, he's got something, and and it's not that serious. But yet, when when asked to talk about it, no, no, absolutely not. We're not. No doing one will talk about it. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to talk about it. What, what it is, and and you know, it's not that serious. But we're not talking about it. But yet. Voluntarily, we we say that Tyron Smith has back tightness, and that's why. I mean, that's just like I mean, that creates a five alarm fire. Like, if you don't want to talk about injuries, then don't talk about. It. But then, especially, don't talk about the one that everyone just pencils in. Like, yeah, that's we're just saying. Like, well, who's going to play left tackle when Tyron Smith gets banged yeah. up or whatever? And then we're just feeding into it. So, like, I didn't really understand that. Yeah, like, know. why does why is the in the one injury is like a state secret, and it's a guy that just got here. That okay, yeah, and then the other guy, is, and you can see evidence of it. Like you know, there's yeah. something yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they could have just they could have just said Tyron Smith personal day. Yeah, he needed a personal day, but he instead said, I'm not coming. And yeah, like, okay. And the right. num- but <laughs> what do voluntary mean? <laughs> right. it voluntary. It's voluntary. That's yeah. I even like I asked the question to yeah. Mike McCarthy. I was like. I get that it's voluntary, but, you know, Tyron was the only player that wasn't on the field today. So what's up with that? Yeah. And it, it, was, it was like, no, 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 he, he was there. Yeah, was he could All have. the way up into the point, and then he had back tightness. And it's just like, <laughs> And, the, yeah, fans and media alike are like, mm, but yeah. I've but heard then, that song before. Then again, though, let, let's also throw the other side of it is, is that if anything to a star, any player, but especially a star player, if there's anything that is any kind of discomfort, they're out. Of course. So and that's, you're not even going to mess with it. Like I said, I'm not I'm not panicked in the big picture right now. I get it. This is the time of year to be smart about those types of things. But I was like, 
we're getting a look at the worst case scenario right off the bat here to start this thing out because that would be bad. Yeah, if and that, that was mean, what they had to trot out in a regular season game. Quite frankly, those two positions—the the wide receiver position and the left tackle position—are positions where we already know it's thin. We already know these are mm-hmm. potential problems because where they sit right now, none of us feels feels great about the depth, right? So, so yeah, you see right off the bat what that could look like, and I don't know. It makes me very nervous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? I actually wanted to ask you a quick question on on uh, Jalen Tolbert. Uh, you said James Washington was out. Jalen Tolbert was also out. So you got Noah Brown, you got Simi Fihoko out there basically running with C.D. Lamb as the wide mm-hmm. receivers. Um, first of all, what's do we know anything about Jalen Tolbert and what that? He's got a hammy. It's not expected serious. Um, they, they think he could practice next week, I believe. Uh, I mean... You know, we're not supposed to disclose too much about what we see around here, but yeah. he's working out. Like okay. he's he can run. It ain't you know, his hamstring didn't come off or anything. Okay. Which which again, as a as a rookie, you always get a little bit like, Whoa, well, hey, well, you're a rookie. You should be able to kind of go through yeah. this. But sounds like it's not anything that but would be of concern. Well, that's the fun thing. It, it's not. Like I mean, he's he he was outside running around earlier yeah, okay, this morning. Good. Um but the other thing too is it's like, well, we need you to start, rookie. Right, like, you know, let's not. We're not going to push you, even though you are a rookie. Like, make sure that feels I okay. I can't remember. I'm sure it's happened, but I just can't remember a third round pick that has been that has so much, you know, <laughs> like on his on his plate about yeah. expectations are so high for the third round we pick. Need we you. need you. <laughs> we you know, need you. Need you yeah. to do stuff. Um, that's good for him, but it'd be better if he was out there, you know, in the in the off season, or in the off season program and the OTAs. But like Dave said, he'll he'll be fine. But you know, this is a chance for these other guys. To, I mean, think about it. Cedric Wilson just signed a you know what seven million a year deal yeah. with the Dolphins. Cedric Wilson was in the same boat as as that we viewed him as as we viewing Fahoko, Noah Brown, all these other guys. At some point, we're like. So you're not even counting Cedric Wilson in there. And then it got to the point when Gallup got hurt, he was like, that that's how good he was. He could step right in. I'm not saying these other guys are as good, but we didn't have Cedric Wilson on our radar for a while too. So maybe maybe these guys can use this advantage and step And up. this is the time of year where it can be a benefit. Yeah. I mean, assuming Tyron Smith is okay, I think it's a great thing that yeah, I mean, fingers crossed, and I like you can't you can't just assume that. I yeah, get it. Right, yeah. You you gotta and like normally I'd be like whatever it's May, but like Tyron's history speaks for itself. You anytime he has to miss time, you should be concerned. Back neck, you're certainly concerned. But uh, sorry, just what I was gonna say real quick is. Uh, Assuming that it's not a huge issue, that's great for Matt Willetsko to get a lot of reps. Like they, they need both of those guys. Willetsko and Josh Ball to be practicing so a ton. Tell me there. I, I thought maybe I looked at this wrong. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm getting my six seven six eight tackles mixed up. I thought that was Ball that started at left tackle. Well, let's go. Did a lot of it. And, okay. I mean, Ball got I, I did, some looks. They yeah, in team. I think Ball was out there somewhere. So they're both the they're both team. getting some chances. Wait, but Ball. They said they were going to work Ball primarily on the right side, and I swear I saw him on the right more often than I did on the left. I thought the first time that they opened things up, I thought it was left. But I got a. I don't even know who's who's who. Like they, this is almost like a Des Bryant Noah Brown thing where I'm going to have to figure yeah. out whose shoes are what and because they're kind of I got to figure out when the, they're the in number. pads they look very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know. Uh, well, tall. It's funny. Like, uh, well, well, let's go. Got pulled for a, a pre-snap penalty yesterday, and and McCarthy even said like, yeah, Matt Matt did that or whatever. So like he played on the left side a good amount with the starters. Yeah. Even if Ball did did so as well. Yeah. And then oh, we can I mean, I don't know if it's on your your sheet there, but if we're talking offensive linemen, I mean, Tyler Smith did not start with the first team, mm-hmm. and I don't know the reason for that. Um that's probably not what I would have done, but you know, but that doesn't shock me. Does it shock you? Yeah. I mean, I look at this. I look at this, shock. I'm not I look at this team, anything. and and I I don't know if it's across every NFL team because this is the only team I've covered. Yeah, but this team, I know traditionally, no matter who the coach is, for whatever reason, they just they want rookies to understand you're a rookie. So they often, even though we all know by the time the season gets here, they're going to be playing. Yeah, they just have a penchant for saying, "Well, start the the especially in minicamp." Have your have your vet out there 
and make the rookie earn it. Uh, you know, that just feels yeah, like what they do around here. I don't yeah. completely disagree, but I thought I thought it was a little interesting. Connor McGovern took every single first team rep. Yeah. I mean, they probably had there were probably thirty team reps over the course of the day, and Tyler Smith didn't get a single one. Which and that's fine. It's May. I'm going to keep an eye on it though. Like yeah. I, yeah. if that if that stays the same, if he hasn't worked with the first team by the time the offseason program is over, that's weird to me. Yeah, and not only that, but also you know McCarthy keeps saying he's a left side player. Yeah. So if he's not going to start over McGovern and Tyron Smith isn't there, and he's not going to play, he's not going to play over with Let's Go. So that doesn't. Then you start getting like, I mean, what's going why on? Why don't yeah. you play him at left tackle and then play him at left guard on the second team if that's what you're going to do? Like, well, but we also said, and I, I'll speak for myself. Last week we talked about that, and I said I hope they don't push him out to tackle this year. If he's going to play guard, give him the reps at guard. Let him get familiar with guard. And if you, if he's a long term yeah. guy that you think may be a tackle, deal with that next year. But as a rookie, you're going to need him to play. Yeah. Even, Let him play guard. I mean, Tyron's dealing with back tightness on day two. Like, What if I could tell you right now that he was going to miss five games? You don't want Tyler Smith playing any tackle? It's just gonna, I don't know because I don't I don't know what better. I don't know what what, what, what let's go is well, let's go or McGovern if if, if well, let's go is a is yeah. a pretty good tackle as a rookie like and I'm speaking relative terms of a rookie then hey maybe I'd prefer well let's go because I think he might be a guy that's going to play this year because I think Ty- Tyler Smith is going to be my guard so I think if I'm going to have if I'm going to be without one I'm just going to put him at tackle and he's going to be the guy that might come in and play for it's, for time. Can you imagine? Hard f- sorry, go can ahead. Can you imagine this the defensive coordinators and the pass rushers that are just like All right, we got well let's go and Tyron uh, Tyler Smith on this left side, these two rookies. Guard and tackle. This is where we're going to rush over here. We're going to do this over here. And Everybody load up on that. And by side. the way, that center there, too, you can kind of yeah, I mean, work with all three yeah. of those guys. Let's he's see what the, we can do. We're going to challenge him a little bit. He's the grizzled vet of the group. <laughs> we're going to challenge him a little with, bit. With lots of respect to, to Matt Willetsko, I'm not trying to trash the guy, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Tyler Smith played tackle in college at the FBS level and was good enough to get drafted in the first round, even if not everybody agreed that he should have gone there. Well, let's go. Was a fifth round pick that played at North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. Like Tyler Smith should be the better option at left tackle. Yeah, right but, now. But then the question becomes: Is he that much better for you to take McGovern at guard? That's, I, That's I, I don't where know. I don't. But I don't see, know. Yeah. I, I, Brian, our our good dear friend Brian Broadus asked me this question yesterday on one hundred five three. I thought we like we talked about all this, and he was basically like, "At what point do you start worrying about cross training?" And I was like, honestly, it sounds silly because, again, I don't want to overreact to Tyron missing an OTA. But, like, my opinion's probably different today than it was on Tuesday where I'm like, if this is already something you got to be worried about, maybe. <laughs> and I think the answer that I came up with, I was like, so you practice four days in a row at training camp before you get a day off. That's typically how the workload works. I would work him like three days at guard and one day at tackle. Like I, th- I just think it would be smart to get him some work there, at, at the very least. doesn't mean you have to play him there, but I think he should start getting used to it. Yeah, I, I would personally first, I would see in the first couple weeks of camp what I think, and, and they may know coming out of OTAs and mini camps, what I think of Valesco, what I think of Josh Ball. If I think one or both of those two options are, again, relatively speaking for their level of experience, are pretty good options at tackle – then I don't. I keep him at guard, and I keep working him at guard because my thought is that that's going to be my starting guard this year, and I don't want to necessarily make it harder on him. I want him to really be focused on guard. Do you know what omnipotent is? Omnipotent? Omnipotent, yeah. All-knowing? Well, he pronounced it omnipotent. Who did? Tyler Smith. Please don't. That's what he that's how he pronounced it. Omnipotent? He's 21. Whatever. Yeah. People do that. I mean, do they? Yeah. Well, people in New Orleans, there's a heated debate between whether it's debated, uh, pronounced Burgundy or Burgundy. And it's (laughs) like, I have never heard Burgundy. Well, I mean, New Orleans is full of weird pronunciations. But (laughs) I mean, yeah, people, yeah, people do stuff like that. I'd say omnipotent, though. I think that's the right way. We got the best of New Orleans, didn't we? I mean, we got the best of Louisiana, didn't we? I mean, no. between you and Rowan, we got the best that Broadus. that state has. And Brian, we got the best that state. Well, he didn't came from Texas. Brian was so did Rowan in Texas. technically. Rowan's, oh, did he? Rowan's from Plano. I'm actually from Louisiana. So is Rob. I was born there. Yeah. Wait. 
We don't too many Louisiana people. We don't. We don't things. claim three one eight though. No offense. Like we're like ah, that's, Shreve. That's East Texas. Shreve. Shreveport, East Texas, <laughs> or Southern Arkansas, whatever. Uh, yeah, you definitely don't claim that. Um, my point to all that was is that um, he. That was his answer when we did a we did a get to know the rookies. Uh, it's a pretty fun piece that uh, Britt Johnson did the other day. It was it was good, and that was his answer to that was that all knowing, all power. That would be his superpower and all mm-hmm. that. Um, he had a lot of answers like that. Smart guy is what I'm trying to say. He's yeah, smart. he's he a smart guy. He can figure that out. He can do that. He can go play a tackle. He can play guard. And I th- I like that. Seventy five percent. Seventy five percent at the position you are going to play. Fingers crossed. But but you know this is a position you've played before, and you know truth be told, maybe, well, hindsight, I would say maybe you know they should have or could have done that with Connor Williams, but it it never really was that big a deal. I don't, I don't ever we never really thought God Connor should be playing tackle. They the the team never really said that. Like we yeah. talked a lot about it just because that's where he played and was good at Texas, but like. Yeah, like when they drafted him, they weren't at his post-draft press conference saying like, "Well, you know, he could be a tackle." They were like, "Yeah, he's our left guard." Yeah, they never said that. Um, I wonder if the I don't know. I wonder if the Dolphins view him as a guy that could be different. You know, different play different roles. They just gave a boatload of money to a left tackle, so I don't know if he's going to be. There's there's people in this building that thought he he should probably play center. Um, if you you know maybe not practice him like the week before a preseason game, maybe actually do it. <laughs> yeah, all maybe off just season. do it all off season. God, it was so weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, oh, I was. Uh, I thought. I thought Dak also had an interesting. He was talking about Jalen Tolbert, not Tyler Smith. But I think the same logic applies where he's like, keep it simple for the time being. Like I don't. I don't need you to do everything right away. Like let's start with this and we'll build out. And yeah. once I feel like you're comfortable with what we're talking about at one thing then we can worry about the rest of it and i think that's probably a good approach for any rookie yep all right we're going to take our first break when we come back let's talk about some standout players i want you guys to give me a few guys that you notice during practices again they may be names that some of our listeners may not have ever heard of Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll talk about some of those guys when we come back this is dallascowboys.com radio at AT at&t everyone new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone why because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. To the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, Essler Lenses will let you see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. We're in the second segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is presented to you by blockchain.com. Go check them out. Uh, we were talking about OTAs. I want to hear from you guys some standout players. Give me some guys that 
popped yesterday as you were watching practice. Again, we're putting it all in context. This is an OTA practice. It is not what you typically see on a football field during a season. But just from the standpoint of what you saw that might have popped out to you, what what were some some players that stood out? Well, I mean, I thought the most pop-worthy play of the day was Marquise Bell, the Florida A&M safety that we've talked about. They gave him a lot of money to sign here in undrafted free agency. Uh, it's it's very obvious how much they like him. Mike McCarthy said yesterday that um, you know they think he has the same type of skill set as a J. Ron Curse, like a guy that can play off the ball safety, but can also be yeah. a dime linebacker type of guy. And uh, he. He might have stepped out of bounds, but it's hard to know that live when you're watching it from field level. And uh, he picked six Cooper Rush. Cooper. Took it to the stage. Oh, yeah. Only at the star. <laughs> only, at the, only at the stars there. The graduation yeah, Just so you guys know, he walked, for people that don't get the joke, it's, it's right now they're doing high school graduations for the city of Frisco in Ford Center. And so there's a stage in the end zone, on one of the end zones, where they're doing the graduation, so they were kind of having to practice chairs around today. that a little bit. I bet McCarthy loves it. Well, the, oh, I, sure. I think they're outside today, right? Yeah. Um, I would hope so. But, it's a beautiful day outside. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so he – it was just a basic, like, out route in the low red zone, like, two-yard line. Um, the receiver the receiver was actually wearing 19. I can't remember the guy's name anymore. <laughs> it's not Amari Cooper. Drummond. Well, oh, yeah, Dontario Drummond, another undrafted uh, free agent. Um, thank you, Chris. Um and he 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 picked it off and took it to the house and everybody was super hyped and it was yeah it was cool so i mean and yeah that's it's fitting that he's he's a guy that people are talking about because of how much money they gave him let's let's talk about that a little bit like that type of play when i think of an out route around the end zone picked off to the house i only think of Deion sanders i mean that's what Deion, Ed, that that's the okay i mean <laughs> Ed Reed doesn't matter what part of the field. Yeah, it's I don't good. even but, remember that play. I've seen Ed Reed pick. pick I thought it off Ed Reed had zone. a play like that. I mean, he it might. just kind of he jumped might. in my mind. But he I might, might have been but, thinking about one of his corners, other mini interceptions. But what I'm talking about is is Jaron Curse that type of player. I, it's the first time I've really heard him compare him to Curse. Yeah. But if he's that type of guy, think about covering receivers at the goal line, out routes type of thing. If you think he can be close to the box type of safety. What a skill set that is to be able to do that. Again, it's all early and, and let's also who did he pick off? Yeah. And how long did that ball get to the you know, sometimes those passes, you know, they, they need to be a lot quicker. So I, I who knows? But it was a great play and it's not the first every time you look up he's doing something. He's, yeah, he's he's he's, a, he's definitely been a standout. There's no doubt about it. They thought he was going to be good. He has been. I know on was it Players Lounge that Chris Hall, the longtime scout, came on? Was it no, it wasn't Players Mick Lounge. Big shots. Big shots, I'm sorry. He he was on the whole show last week, talked a lot about Marquise Bell. Very you know, just they they were on his radar. I bet they never dreamed. Why was he undrafted? I I don't know. Because he was a thirty visit guy. I, I really don't know. I don't I mean I'm sure Florida A and M had something to do with it. Um just just small school guy and maybe see, that's the thing. That's what we talk about all the time about Dan Quinn and the vision. That he looks at that hybrid. See, there's like that's the good, nice way of saying it. Hybrid. He can do this and that. Negative scouts can call him a tweener. Like, mm. where is he? Is he a safety? Is he a we linebacker? We don't know where to play him. Yeah. We don't know where to play this guy. And so that's why every some players have you know coaches have different visions for different players. And so this was one. And you know you would have thought. I, you know, this being said, I'm kind of surprised they didn't draft him over Devin Harper in the sixth round if they like him so much. But you know, I kind I tend to agree with that. Yeah. But but they they said well, we're going to money whip somebody and we will him and, <laughs> and it'll it'll be him. They really did. Um, I just remember when like fifty thousand was like the big signing bonus, like fifty thousand. They gave a guy named George Farmer, Farmer. thirty five my first or second year, or maybe it was fifty. I thought it was fifty. Yeah, I thought it was thirty five. Either way, like. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars to salary. play safety, <laughs> and in a, a, like a few months later, he was playing receiver for the for no, the Seahawks. I, he came in at receiver. He oh. came here at oh, receiver, yeah. and the Seahawks tried to move him to move DB to later. Yeah, um, probably KP. Micah Parsons is still uh, really good at football for whatever that's yeah. worth. Yeah, did he stand out? Well, I mean, yes, but that's the funny thing about OTAs is like they're going to keep the play going. 
And so you have a chance to see the receivers and all this stuff. Like, so he runs around the corner. He Micah, taps the quarterback on the butt. Micah Parsons. Like, plays over. You know we're I talking, got you. We're yeah, like, plays over. You know that, right? We're like, oh, yeah, these young tackles are getting so much work. Micah Parsons whipped their asses. Like <laughs> three different times. Just like, oh, uh, Micah, Micah's in the backfield. It, that, this play's over. Like, I know Cooper Rush is about to throw it, but this play's over. Like, that happened like three times yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and throw it if you want, but yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's, it's like it's almost like it. In, it's like not even worth talking about because it's like, well, yeah, it's Micah going against the backup tackles. It's kind of a where's Waldo too because you're watching these drills and you're looking. And you're like, all right, there's you know, there's Gifford and and Layton, and you're like, something's not right here. You're like, oh yeah, where's Micah? And you're like, okay, pass rusher. There he is. Yeah. Oh, he's down there. He's down there. Yeah, he's working on the drill. So he was doing both. He was yes. doing linebacker. He was doing mm-hmm. pass rush. But he had a moment. Um, sorry. No, go ahead. He like you know. There's a, everybody's got their routine before it takes an hour for the interesting part of practice to really start. Like yeah. guys are in their position groups, they're do they're working with their coaches on their footwork, they're doing this and they're doing that. Micah did this two or three different times. Like he was with Trayvon and the corners working on the jugs machine. Then he sprints over to like go work with pass rushers on handwork and stuff like that. Later on, he's doing not like true seven on seven, but he's doing like the seven on seven install or whatever you want to call it, where he's like calling out the back seven, jogs across the field to to go work on the trench stuff later. I was like, this guy's getting his steps in, just moving between all the different things he needs to be doing. Yeah, you know, they were, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I mean, they were working out a punter. Was it him? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Micah? I mean, maybe. I mean, could I didn't be. see him. Punt. Well, I was just I about to ask, like, was he doing punt returns? He could. I didn't you, see yeah. him. one. Who's punt return? <laughs> Here's something that I'm sure they would not want me to say, and this is just just my observation, but I got the sense that Sam Williams is going to be doing similar things as Micah. Um, I, I didn't see him put his hand in the dirt a whole lot yesterday. I saw him playing some line like linebacker, yeah. but I also see him rushing like right over the center, like right, you know, just doing some some things. Like I could just see him doing things. In a similar way, like rushing him in different ways, just what a nightmare that would be for other teams. If if you've got rushers that are coming from all over the place, you know where D Law is going to be. Cool, you know, let's try to stop him. Yeah. Um, but but then you got other guys that are that could just mix and match, and that that's going to create problems if he's capable. I'm not saying he's going to be Micah, but if he's capable of rushing like that, that that'll be interesting. I do kind of love the idea, and that's what we always talk about is. Like tight end is kind of similar. I talked to Dalton Schultz about that a lot yesterday. Just like he just there's really only so much you can do to get ready for the physicality of like going against NFL defensive ends as a rookie. And defensive ends are kind of the same way. That's why like unless you're like a Miles Garrett, you typically don't start out fast because like going against a Tyron Smith is incredibly hard. Well, maybe you don't have to ask Sam Williams to do that. You're just like, well, we got three guys that can do that stuff you just we'll just line you up we'll somewhere figure out a way to put you somewhere and let you go yeah we'll line you up somewhere where you can just try to have a free run or as close to it as possible so yeah that'd be fun yeah it was interesting yesterday i saw that uh that tank was talking after practice about the fact that uh he let a rookie kind of outshine him last year he was talking about uh micah and he's trying to reassert his his dominance as the the alpha in the room on the defensive side of the ball which i'm like i'll Bring it. Like, yes, I would love a competition between you and Micah to see who can be the biggest, the Stay baddest healthy. dude on, on yeah. the team, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I love that. We'll see if how that works out because yeah. I don't see Micah getting any worse. <laughs> I only see Micah going up. So, he'll only see how get, that goes. He'll only, Micah will only get better if D-Law is out there. Yeah. True. So true. That's very true, yeah. And maybe and maybe vice versa, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, maybe Tank – but either way, I mean, I, I think that's a great problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. Who's, who's your best defense player? Um, you talked about tight end. I mean, you know, they obviously need a second tight end. They need a blocking tight end. And Ferguson is is the guy that, you know, they drafted and all that. But, I mean, if Sprinkle's going to catch touchdowns. He had you know, two? He had two. If he's going to do that, like, cause he is kind of a blocker. And they, they used him a little bit more as the season went on last year. Um, probably because Blake Darwin was was injured, but like you know, I don't think Sprinkle's ready to just give it up, you know, and and not compete for it. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Two and three. Jeremy Sprinkle and Sean McCune both got plenty of reps with the ones yesterday, and I don't remember seeing Jake Ferguson get one. Yeah, and that 
I good honestly, and like not anything against Jake Ferguson, but like it's a tough again for the millionth time. It's a tough position to transition to, and that's one like. And I get it. You're curious about the draft pick, but like people ask me a lot of questions about him, and I'm just like, he, he's gonna have his work cut out for him to beat out a seventh year vet and now a third year vet in McCune behind the franchise tag starter, like. I don't yeah. like nothing's going to be handed to that guy. Yeah. You got to prove you know, that you're definitively better than than, than they this, are. This is a point that I think Dave brought up a couple weeks ago in a, in one of our meetings, and I'm sure we're going to write about it or, or something. But you know, the the second year guys last year's draft class are having a hard time finding roles for them. I mean, these guys are. are, are Josh Ball being one of them, uh, Nashon and right, even Kelvin Joseph, uh, Maquamu. I mean, I, I know I'm missing a couple. Golston. Of, uh, Golston yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about him yeah, in a second. Yeah, but, he, he's creating a spot for himself. Fajoko, those guys right there. There's nothing's guaranteed for them other than like Micah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, imagine the rookies of this year that just got here. I mean, they're, if, if last year's rookies are like, well, I'm trying to fight for a spot, then of course they are too, and with a year behind. So. Um, I would say it's they, a deeper roster than I think people are giving them credit for. I mean, it, this this roster has got some talent in it. Maybe not the heavy hitters that you want them to have, but I think that they're starting to show that they do have some pretty decent depth. If these or maybe pick, not. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or that the draft because if the draft picks are having a hard time getting on the field and the team doesn't suck, I mean, you know, then I think that that's showing that. You know, there's got some decent depth. And I think the point needs to be made on that when you said not the heavy hitters that you want, but not the heavy hitters you've been used to seeing. They may have other players that can step into some of those roles that yeah. they feel like can step into some of those roles that we haven't seen yet that we will see if they can be that, right? If, if they can get, let's say, Sam Williams to be a guy that can be a good pass rush specialist for them, essentially that's what they were getting out of Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory wasn't a player that they used a ton. Like, they didn't use him. You look at his, his snap count, he wasn't used a ton. If they can get that kind of production mm-hmm. just from a pass rush standpoint between him and and whatever other guys they've brought in, yeah. then they may feel like they've already supplemented that in the way that they needed to supplement it. It may just be different. It may look different than what we've been used to seeing. You're not wrong, but I'm just not going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And I do agree. I'm not like, saying that. I'm just the, yeah. the roster. The, there's depth on the roster. A lot of it's not proven. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, I feel pretty good about like spots 30 through 50, just in terms of having talented guys there. But who's going to step up and be somebody that I can count on? I mean, I think about this all the time, and I know there were issues with Joseph Randall that were beyond football that got in the way of his success. But like when Demarco left. You remember the just boundless confidence in the building about how the meat on the bone comment? They were like, "Well, this guy can be better than Demarco." Like, we're good with Joe. We got Joe. Yeah, McFadden. We got yeah, and, and Morris. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes it does work out like that. A lot of times it doesn't. Like, this is the time of year for boundless optimism, and I'm just like. Okay, maybe James Washington will be that dude when he gets a better opportunity, or maybe we'll all wish Amari Cooper was still here in mm-hmm. October. Just, we're, we're saying the same thing. I'm not I saying know. that it's proven. What I'm saying is it just may look different, and it may look. That's what they're hoping. They're hoping that yeah. they still have the same level of productive players. It's just going to look different than what you've I, been used to seeing to this. Point. I would sign the best wide receiver free agent out there right now that can play that can play today not the guy rehabbing an injury yeah i know that but who's who's the guy that's out there right now that you could think of i don't know but i'd sign him because and and not only because i need a guy to come in here and and and, you know perform i really think when the season starts i think i'm gonna need that guy yeah even when they come back i'm not sure washington and tolbert will be i don't think gallup will be ready i i could use that guy and i don't I understand the term progress stopper. <laughs> what? Give it. Julio Jones? Yeah. I'd sign him. He's, I mean, he's kind of Tyron Smithy at this point. Yeah, in I was going to say how healthy he I is. I can't rely on him. I need somebody I can Same, rely on. Will Fuller, not reliable health-wise. Yeah. Uh, That's probably why a lot of them are out on the oh, yeah. I mean, free agent market right now is because they're probably not reliable players. Cole Beasley. Nope. No? Not interested? Nope. T.Y. Hilton? Not even a little bit. I, literally all of all of yeah, the guys that got something. The I mean, the only one that looks appealing is Odell Beckham, and he won't be healthy until yeah. way after the season starts. Yeah. I, it's you want to amend that statement, or are you still going to get one of those guys? 
I'm trying to think. Alan Hearns, bring him back. Oh my God. Good. Is he still like? I don't know. He's still on a list? He's on the list. I don't. Yeah, I don't know By what the way, he even did. Love last Alan year. Hearns. Great guy. Just don't think that he fits for what you need right now. I'm. I'm wrestling with the with the little guy. I don't. No, I'm not. Did he? Did he, hold on? Has he said enough things where like he wouldn't be welcome back? I don't think so. Right? Not for me. But what? No. Yeah. Okay. 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 Sure. I'm I'm done there. But you you yeah. feel free to. Take that option if you want it, but well, why is he why is he available? Because he wanted out of Buffalo, and I don't. I he's thirty three he and has pretty. a very specific role. Yeah, Earl Beasley. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, he can't he can't give you the versatility you need. If you need somebody that yeah. can step in and do different things, he's not that guy. You're he's right. a guy. that's a slot guy. That's it. And and I've I've said this. I mean, I think that he his situation with Dez, they were perfect for each other because Dez really wasn't going to mm-hmm. play in the slot and he wasn't going to play on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I think he benefited from that and benefited greatly. Mm-hmm. And he was a really good, really good player. But CD does play in the slot. Yes, yeah, CD does play in the slot. CD and, and, spent and, most of the yeah, day yesterday yeah. And you want your yeah. number one to be able to do all That's those exactly things right. to create So he, he can't help you because yeah. now when CD's in the slot, where does he go? To well, sideline, I mean, Stephon Diggs seemed to make it work, but you know, um, but did Diggs? I don't know if Diggs played in. I don't know. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, with Beasley there in Buffalo, they were making it work. I mean, yeah. You know, I, but my question is like, was was Diggs primarily an outside guy? He didn't go into the slot, so it allowed for, for they're Beasley not signing to do that. him. So this yeah. is a waste of time. But but I think they do need to sign somebody that that is healthy and he's got a new song. Does he? Yeah, go check it out. No. <laughs> I'm good. I would probably. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Dave, you're a hip hop connoisseur. You don't. You, he would, you have no desire. Easy wasn't. I listen. He's he's not bad for a football player. It's but I don't. It's all relative, right? Feel the need yeah. to go back to it. I mean, no. I just remember that one, one thing we saw. I guess he was in a studio or something. It was like, take a breath. Like it was. It, <laughs> it was like. It was impressive. I, I mean, I was impressed by it, but yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to take us down that road. What I was well, really going to say is, so Nick they took us down that road. They drafted eleven guys last year, and two of them kind of came out of last season with defined roles. It was Osa and Micah. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And you can't even say Jabril Cox because, like, as high as your hopes are for him, he hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt, and he's not. He's not ready right now. He's not practicing yeah. right now. So that is. I'm not good at math, but that's nine guys. They need. More than a couple of them to rise up, now, do come on. I let's need talk ya. about one of those guys that I that was showed up yesterday in Chauncey Golston. Uh, with Osa being out, Golston was was in there at it's defensive a quad tackle. bruise for Osa. For okay. anybody wondering, I don't think it's super serious. No, probably took a helmet on the leg. Yeah, on Tuesday or something like that. Um, but I I, th- I think that you know from what sounds like he's gained some weight to to this is going to be a permanent move for him. He's Chauncey Golston is a, he's a D, it, it, you don't have to worry he's a D tackle now. That's their plan for him. They want him to be able to play three tech and maybe even some like five tech when when they do their hybrid stuff. When you think about what they got right now defensive end, yeah, I think that's the best option for him. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I do too. And and, and you know. Wasn't Golston a defensive end at the Senior Bowl, and then he wanted to play tackle? He was a D end in college, and and for most of his career, and they were just they were short on tackles at the Senior Bowl, and he offered to kick inside, yeah. and he did it. He did it at this time last year too. Like they played him at tackle yeah. when he got here before he got hurt. But um, is that the is that the common thought right now on the football side of the building that he is a defensive tackle? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, like he's put on like and, 20 pounds of weight. That's like, this isn't like a, oh, maybe we'll do some of that. Like they view him as a D tackle right and can now. Can I just tell you right now when we do our two to watch right before the first preseason game? It's going to be Houston, your guy? It's going to be Chauncey Golston because I'll say this you won't see a lot of this, them in pads. He'll flash a couple times here and there. He'll be good. He'll get past the guard or get the left guard, whoever. He'll get past Tyler Smith and all that. Looking really good at tackle. But he's gained some weight to get there. He's still kind of a pass rusher. Let's see what happens when he gets locked up against a really a real all-pro or just a veteran guard. Can he withstand that? That's going to be the key. Yeah, third and nine, he could rush from the inside and he could be good. Third and two, 
run running at him, I want to see can he not what happens give up then. Yeah. And and I'm not saying he can't, but I think that's that's going to be the big question for him. So. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back, and uh, we've got a few more observations we want to hit uh, from practice. Uh, we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys Way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T... Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. The ninth annual Reliant Home Run Derby is back at Riders Field in Frisco on June 7th at 6.30 p.m. Come see your favorite Cowboys players swing for the fences to raise money for the Salvation Army. Free admission to all. See you there. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. I want to talk about something that's a little more somber than than something we than the other things we've talked about throughout today's show. Um, I'm sure everybody out there listening has uh, is aware of the uh, mass shooting in Uvalde, uh, Texas, that happened on, I think it was Tuesday. Um, but it, it was interesting yesterday because uh, several of uh, members of the Cowboys organization, the head coach, Dak, Tank, uh, had statements about it uh, when meeting with the media. And it, it was what was most moving, I think, to me was not necessarily the words, but certainly the emotion that we saw from Mike McCarthy. Uh, I think a lot of us may have experienced similar kind of emotion. I know, Nick, you and I were talking the other day, and I could sense that you were kind of feeling it and, and kind of welling up, you know, a little yeah. bit. And you, I, I got home that night, my wife was crying and, and just kind of, you know, just, just kind of, I think when you have kids, you you look at this situation and you immediately start thinking, man, I, I don't know how I would manage that. I no. mentally don't know how I would manage a situation like that where I was placed where where I where my kid went to school one morning and didn't come home that night. I don't know how mentally I would be able to manage yeah. that. And so a really, really tough situation. But what but what did you guys think based on I guess what you heard yesterday and what you saw? I mean, you know, uh, People are, you know, these players are, are, are human, you know, obviously. And this relates to everyone. If you have kids, obviously it does. If you don't have kids, it doesn't matter because everyone's been in the second grade. Yeah. Everyone's been in the third, second, third, fourth grade. And I'll tell you this. I, when I was about that age, anytime I saw a storm cloud, mm-hmm. I was scared. I was scared of a ton- – we live in Oklahoma. I thought it was going to be a tornado every time. I was always scared of that every time. Because you drilled time. it. Yeah. But when I went to school – and we had a drill or it was a thunderstorm, I never cared. I never cared because, you know what, I'm at school. Nothing's going to happen to me at school. Never. And I and that's the fear is – and I got honked at yet the day afterwards letting my kid walk to school, walk to the – you know, he's got to walk 40 yards right after I drop him off. I watched all 40 of them because I want to see him get in the school. That doesn't mean he's safe, but I wanted to see that. The lady's honking at me behind and all that. I'm, 
give a shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't. And 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 so, anyways, everyone's got their opinion, but um, I thought the guys, you know, were were were. It was the it was the guys that should have said it. And then, and they all mm-hmm. can have an opinion. I saw that guy for the Warriors that, that had some really good things. He doesn't even play, and he has great things Steve to Kirk. say. No, 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 not oh, Steve okay. Kerr, one of the other players. Oh, I got you. Um, but um, Tank, Dak, McCarthy, you know, they all said what they should say, and you know, everyone, everyone wants to answer, wants change. I had a funny moment yesterday, which I I don't have kids. I can't. But it doesn't. No, no, I know, I know. You but know, but you, you of course, still, you still you're feel human. It. You still uh, feel human. it. I, I was getting there. Yeah, but, sorry. Um, of co- no, of course, of course. But I texted a friend of mine yesterday, and I was like, "Like, do you even want to have kids? Like, do I, like is that something I should aspire to? If this is the reality that we live in." And uh, so I was just going back and forth with my friend like that. Wow. And then later that day. Dak said something. It kind of took my breath away. Dak was like, I'm kind of fearful to have kids if this is the world we live in. And like, for Dak Prescott to say that, like, I I kind of had a moment where I was like, crap. Yeah. You know, Dak is like, he's he's confident. He's like the most confident guy I've ever been around. He's like, and optimistic. And yeah. and yeah. And yeah. So for him to say that, um, hammered home just how horrible the situation really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I don't know, man. It's gross. It's and like I hate the fact that I'm even trying to like couch my words right now because like how is this such a divisive issue? Like how is this being bad something that pisses people off? Like, well, you can't say that. Like, you know, it's easier or it's harder for me to go buy a razor at CVS than it is for somebody to get that gun. Mm-hmm. And like that's not okay. And the fact that me saying it's not okay is going to piss somebody listening to this off is absolutely insane. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't, you know, yeah. I could go on and on and on and on, but at yeah. this point it doesn't feel like it do, would do any good. Yeah. And that's, that's the tough thing. I, I was telling somebody this the other day, regardless of where you fall politically, the fact is this country, um, th- there's something built into the fabric of this country when it comes to guns that doesn't really exist in any other part oh. of the world that yeah. I'm aware of. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with kind of how the country was formed and, and fighting against another government that was that they felt like had ultimate power over them. And so there's this inherent thing of we got to keep our weapons. We got to keep our weapons. And, and because of that, we have this feeling. There's a feeling in our country for a certain number of people that that's just a right that they are not willing to give up. And it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. They're not willing to give that up. And I think that's where we end up in a situation like this where, you know, although you look at it and you're like, common sense says this is a problem, but it's just it's something that's built into this country. And it's 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 that's why it's so problematic and trying to find a solution is so problematic. Well, does it have to be an assault rifle? No, it does. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, the funny thing, like I I was talking to uh, Taylor Stern, our old friend about this yesterday. She bought a handgun mm-hmm. like years ago. She lived alone. She, you know, she wanted it for protection. I'm in favor. Honestly, like I'm it's like people think that there can't be middle ground here. Right. I'm, I'm pro second amendment. Yeah. I don't want it to go away. What about background checks? What about uh certain weapons? Like, waiting yeah. periods. What about maybe, you know, maybe this rifle that can fire 40 rounds in 10 seconds just shouldn't be available. I am sorry. Public. You can have your hunting rifle, you can have your handgun for self-defense. I just don't think you need an AR15 and I don't care if you've got like a hog problem on your property. Like there's another way you can figure that out. Yeah, or or even maybe if that's what you need it for, you can we were talking about your daughter getting her driver's license the other day, the day that this happened. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you got to take like weeks worth of classes and pass these tests Months worth, yeah. to drive a car, Yeah, to drive a car. Yeah. You got to jump through 10 different hoops to be able to drive a car. Why not? Like, you know, somebody was like, you maybe a 48 hour waiting period to buy a gun like this. How about a six month waiting period? If you need it that bad, for a practical practical purpose, and you're that responsible, you can wait. Everybody else, sorry, too bad. Like, what's so controversial about that? That's, it's unbelievable. Well, also, and you can still have your, like I said, you can have your revolver for self protection or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to take that from you. Yeah, we just need a little bit of common sense here, and we can maybe avoid some of this crap. Yeah, Think but, about it like you know, but you got to pick up the pace, though. I, I mean, yeah, well, you, yeah. Let's not go there. I'm just saying, Jeez. you know, no one's saying, well, man, we don't have enough people with driver's license. No one's no one's doing that poll. We're, yeah. We are worried about ranking of 
I mean, we should we should be Whatever. you should have to take another test once you reach a certain age or like once you've been gone from like once you've taken once enough years have passed from your driver's test, Bro. you should be retested. Well, let's, let's, I can go on and on about this. Let's like, think about this. An, an 18 year old in the state of Texas can go and buy an assault rifle. They cannot go and buy liquor. So I'm saying the, like the laws just don't match up. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Like, I'm just like. Let's get something to make sense here because it just it doesn't make sense. You can do a lot more damage with an assault rifle than you can with a bottle of liquor. And I just I feel like if they're not mature enough to be able to be responsible, be be able to be allowed to be responsible enough to drink and and handle themselves the right way, then what makes you think that they're responsible enough to handle an assault rifle? That's where I'm. Oh. And again, I'm with you, Dave. Like, I don't know that this means like. I'm not trying to take people's guns. I'm just saying, like, is there a common ground it, that we can find here that makes some sense? It just doesn't all make sense right now. Well, I'm not comparing this at all to um, 9-11. I mean, I'm not. I mean, people. some people could say whatever. All I'm saying is, is this stuff happening in an airport right now? I don't, There's it, a reason why. It ain't going to happen in an airport. Right. And we got to get to that point where, and I know it's, there's a ton more schools than there are airports. I get it. But but th- th- it's it's got to be treated somewhat on that path of, like, of, of what our schools are. Yeah, not to get too philosophical, but I don't know if you guys have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The whole premise is you can't really reach certain levels of needs if the basic levels aren't taken care yeah. of. And, and in that same way, I look at my kid going to school as the priority. The first priority is you better keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Because when I drop them off in the morning, my expectation is, number one, I get to get them back in the evening. Number two is you're going to educate them, mm-hmm. right? But if you can't keep them safe, then the education becomes somewhat irrelevant. So you can say what you want to say about, yeah, we got a lot of schools. It'll cost whatever amount of money. If you're not protecting them, yeah. then everything else becomes irrelevant. Right. So. First priority for every school district, for every city, figuring out how they deploy their police departments, yeah. it should start with how do we take care of our most vulnerable, which is kids start there at the top of that list. How do we take care of our kids? How do we make sure they're protected and they feel protected? And, and if you can't do that, you're missing on everything else because that is the top priority. The irony, too, is like – and I, I don't want to speak too confidently, but like – it seems like there were things in place to protect it. Like there were officers on the scene and didn't wind up mattering. Yeah. But which that also questions like what was what was their level of training? Sure. What was what was the what was the security outfit looking like at the facility? Like it sounds like he the, the gunman went in through a an unlocked back door. Like yeah. again, there there are all these different things that like Nick said. It ain't happening at an airport. We all walk in the airport and we see a bunch of guns. And it's like one of those things where those people know how to use them. And if you go in there, you better be prepared for a fight. It's going to be a real fight. Um, And I don't see why we would protect an airport like that and not think about how we protect our kids in a similar fashion. It's depressing. I mean, that is – it's a good point. And DeMarcus talked about that too of like better security at schools and and things like that. And it's a good point, but it does bum me out that that is necessary. Like that's – I mean, because that is a more realistic path to stopping this than – the other one. <laughs> the other, right. you know I mean, like, but it that just, just is, it is that what it is. That tells you how deeply ingrained this thing is. And I don't know that that's a solution. I tweeted it the other day when this happened. I've given up on trying for a political answer to gun violence in this country. Yeah. It's just, I don't know how to get there because they're just, you ain't changing anybody's opinion on it. So it, it just kind of is what it is. But, but that doesn't mean I'm giving up on the idea of protecting kids. Because that is a problem that needs to be solved. Regardless Absolutely. of everything else, you better protect, figure out a way to protect these kids in these schools. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, – <laughs> this has been – There's really no transition from that. Yeah, there really There's isn't. really no there like really – uh, Punt return. Like, you can't – And I, I will say this too. Yeah. I know there are probably – I'm guessing there are probably some people out there listening right now saying, I did not tune in for this. Yeah. But there are some topics that and, – and we try very hard – to stick to you know talking about football on this show, although that's not our lives. When we were in the office, we're talking about all kinds of stuff because we're humans. But I think there are some topics that kind of transcend whatever's happening on the football field, and this is one of those. And I just felt like it was necessary for us to have this conversation. Our job is escapism, and I I value that. Like I value helping people sort of get away from their lives. You know, like it's I 
we do a service for people, but not everything is meant to be gotten away from. Like yeah. sometimes you got to take a hard look at things yeah. and the, the team, the team's talking about it. I mean, exactly. like everybody should be talking about it regardless of how much it sucks. So because honestly, we can, we can make, you know, this one exception once a year for something. Yeah. yeah because uh, you know, a lot of times, and we've seen this in the past few years, I mean, these, these players, these announcers, these, you know, they have a voice. They have a platform, and, and and it's their job to use it. Now you can you can make that case all the time. Well, it's not my job to be a role model or, or, or whatever. I know Barkley had said that a long time ago, but but it's they have the platform, and the platform is for other things. But sometimes you know I think it's important though to use it in in, in a case like this. Um, you know, especially you know. I hope his team doesn't win another game this year. But you know what, Steve Kerr, like I, I, I applaud him yeah. for attacking, you know, the people that that he thought should be attacked. And he had his research and he had his facts right. You know, um, I hope he does it again tonight because his team didn't play well and all that. And again, I'm not trying to light yeah. on it. I, I was very impressed with with what he did, and, and and I appreciated him doing that. And what some people don't know is his his father died uh, mm-hmm. from gun violence. His father was a, an ambassador, I think. Yeah. Uh, and was killed uh, in another country uh, when they stormed the uh, the embassy. And so he he has been personally affected by situations like this. And and so certainly thinking about that, where his dad probably knew in in, in taking that job there was a chance for violence. There was a chance he was going to be put in a situation where where he might have to give his life. That shouldn't have to be for our kids. Like that's where the line is drawn. Our kids, like you said, Nick should be able to walk into their schools and feel as safe as they do when they walk into their homes. There should be no difference. They should walk in that school and feel like, man, I'm I'm here to learn. Yeah. I shouldn't have to worry about those other things. Yet it's sad that just like you you mentioned the tornadoes, we did tornado drills when I was a kid. You know, our kids are now living in a world where they have to go to school and they have to learn about active shooter training. We did and, training. Yeah, we did training. A month but, ago. But we're adults. I, yeah. I, I don't want my, I, I hate the word. I hate the idea that my child has to train for an active shooter in their school. Yeah. That to me, that means we're doing something wrong. If, if that is a yeah. reality enough for our kids to have to train for it, we're doing something wrong as a society. Because if you can't protect your kids, what are you doing? Like I said before, there are lots of priorities. If you can't protect the kids of your of your society, you're doing something completely wrong. You know, you're missing the point. Well said. You don't want them worrying about it every day. You don't want them thinking, you know, man, could this really happen? You yeah. know, you don't. It's why, and I mean, you're 100 percent right. But even, I mean, it's just the world we live in, man. I went to I went to a movie a couple weeks ago. I, that's in my head every time I go to a movie, mm, yeah. every single time. And I, it wasn't even like opening night or anything. I was just it was like Saturday night. I went to see something and had already been out for a while because that's I like to go to unpopular movies so I can look at my phone during the movie. Because like if nobody. Yeah. Wait. So you can look at your phone. Can well, you like, stay at home and do that? No, because the movie's in the theater. Like I'm like, I want to go see this movie, but I don't want somebody telling me to put my phone away. So I wait like a month. And then oh, go I see. see I see a movie you want to see. I yeah. thought you were being like. A movie that isn't that good, just no. so you can watch. It I'm phone. like, I want to watch this movie, but I don't want somebody yelling yeah, at I me if you. I'm checking my text to see if Nick's talking you. to me or something. Uh, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Because right. that's it. Some news is breaking. <laughs> but yeah. even, or you know, maybe I just want to look at Twitter. Whatever. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> even still, like the there, whole. Are there, people, really good movie. are there people that that will call you out on that? If you're in like a crowded theater, yeah, yeah. and they should. I'm like always, that's rude. But I'm always on my phone. Might be me tomorrow. I am. Me too. Like I'm. I'm definitely. You in? I'm, yeah, I've already bought the tickets, but my my kids like they don't want to go see it. But I'm like, I go see all your movies all the time. So <laughs> Top Gun. This is one where Dad's going to be like, I'm going to pull rank. Yeah, we, you know? We've we've had that conversation too. I'm just like, uh, if you want to go with me, you can go with me, but you better not be elbowing me halfway through. Like you know, <laughs> no I, restroom breaks. I need more popcorn or let's go. <laughs> oh, you do what you got to do. But as much as you love that movie, I would go by myself. I would be like, I need to, Dad. Yeah, just dad needs time. these two and a half hours. Like I, you know. Should just yeah. save that to Father's Day weekend when you can just kind hey, of break away. I'm, and Nick will probably go I'm, see it like I'm three gonna, times, honestly. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm all definitely in. gonna see it. Really? I'm all in. I I don't care. Nah, you're not old yeah. enough, probably. Yeah. I mean, the first one was. Times, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll wait till it comes out on streaming. No, I cannot wait. And I don't usually go to movies other than going, taking my kids to see their movies. I mean, but this is what I I want to see. This is the one. I mean. I know the first line of that movie and the last line of the movie. I mean, these random lines of, mm-hmm. of Top Gun. I mean, I've seen it that many times where I know exactly 
what they are. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen it enough. I'm ready. What's the first line? Morning, Scott. That's, You're right. And the last line is, I don't know, but it's looking good so far. That's it. That's those, those. I mean, lines. you're talking. I mean, Nick remembers the score yeah, of games say, from the eighties. Doesn't shock like, me Yeah. At all. Why would that surprise me? Yeah. yeah. And, and what? What? Uh, where is that movie from? Nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> right in the wheelhouse. Right in the wheelhouse. <laughs> the greatest period of your life. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We also appreciate you guys indulging us. We had to have that conversation. We yep. thought it was necessary. So, uh, if you didn't like it, then feel free to fast forward. But uh, if you did, then then have. Oh, I'm I'm assuming a lot of you guys out there are having these similar conversations. Let's make it something that our entire society is thinking and talking about because we need to find a solution to this. All right. So uh, well, we'll see you guys next week. Till then, for Nick Eaton, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?